Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 136. The clear the field of opposing players trading jerseys to take a knee <laughs> of Sodes. That's a very timely so title reference that one came in on Sunday, like almost right after the fact. And I, and look, we've, we've got a number, which thank you. Those of you who have submitted uh, so titles, we, we we're sitting on them. We will get to them, but this one came in and I was like, okay, this one has to go immediately after that Sunday game. Cause uh, <laughs> it's always awkward. And that's not the first Titans game to do that either, where, they had to bring the players back from out of like the showers or like out from the tunnel because either a review or they realize they have to finish a play or, or something. And sure enough, David, uh, or uh, yeah, they, they, they had to run one more play onto the field. So uh, shout out to at talk to me talk on Twitter, the talk to me podcast. Uh, thank you for that submission. Really do appreciate it. That was what Jeffrey Simmons and Montez sweat two Mississippi state bulldogs swapping jerseys, but I'm with you. That stinks. It kind of killed the, I, I guess it's like the Titans won twice because they won after David long picked it off and then they win yeah. after the kneel down. But yeah. yeah, that was, that was annoying to put six seconds back on the clock, get everyone back on the sideline. That's never very well organized either. Those players just walk back. The commanders yeah. have no sense of urgency to get back there. They already lost. The Titans are so excited. They don't want to get in control. And it's just a big mess. And, I mean, with where the ball was on the field, it's it was obviously a, a situation where the officials could have just said, you know what, game over, whatever. Right, but right. There, there's a lot of money on these games, and every point matters, so – whether the Titans were to take a safety, which I thought was a possibility just to run out the clock. Um, it was a, it was an interesting situation, kind of the wild, wild West there for six seconds. The NFL used to uh, force teams to kick extra points after game winning touchdowns. Yes. Like in, in overtime and stuff based on, and I, I'm pretty sure it's because of like betting purposes or, or spread purposes. I, I don't know if that was the official reason or not, but that they used to have to do, I don't know if they still have to do that. I don't no. think obviously like in overtime, they don't, but no, um, you, you don't it's for, for games where teams are favored by seven points and it goes to overtime. You're going to lose that bet automatically. Yeah. Right. Right. So that, that was always awkward. Like where like they would like teams would rush the field celebrating and then they would have to clear the field the <laughs> extra point. It was like a buzzkill. It's like, okay. All right. Do we really need to do this? But okay. And half the time um, they line up back there and like, as if they were going to go for two and just take a kneel down. I, like, right. No, that right. was the most useless play in football. 
Today on the podcast, we are bringing on, uh, you know, honestly, like there's, when it comes to names, probably the best one around is Austin. Not that's all bias aside, of course. So we thought we'd bring on another Austin just to double the Austin power on this podcast. Uh, we're bringing on Austin Stanley, the A in A to Z, and you're probably like, okay, what are you guys announcing? Is it big A to Z sports news? You guys is A to Z launching in you know. 15 more cities, uh, 12 countries around the world. Like what is there an A to Z Mongolia coming? Yes, there is eventually, <laughs> but that's not why we're bringing Austin Stanley on. We, we, there's no announcements this time. We're bringing him on just to bring him on. Okay. Sometimes you got to bring on the boss and we're bringing him on because honestly, I I've been wanting to bring him on forever and I don't know why we haven't yet. And I I'm, I'm really looking forward to having him on to talk some Titans. It's going to be fun, and, you know, he's fired up, it, especially after the Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule. I'm going to ask him a few questions about maybe the Titans putting in a phone call up to Carolina and see if they can pick that dead carcass of a team they have <laughs> a part up there. I know they've got some players that the Titans should be interested in, especially. I saw a link about Christian McCaffrey potentially being on the trading block, and I was like, Two-tone blue? Two-tone blue. Don't need him, but I mean, he would look good, right? He's honestly the last guy on that roster the Titans need, but he'd look good in two-tone blue, dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then we've got, obviously, we're going to break down the Kamanskins game. It's a bye week, so we've got, like, bye week energy. Like, we're going into the bye week, so much like the players, we've got bye week energy in this week's pod, but it's gonna, that means it's only going to be fun and ridiculous. Uh, so before we get into all of that, let's get a word from relax the back. Yes. I love my friends over at relax the back CEO, Glenn words in charge over there. And he's got a variety of everything that will help you start feeling better. Whether you've got neck pain, back pain, low back pain, maybe some hip issues, they can all be fixed by sitting in the right chair or sleeping in the right bed. That's what they have over there. They've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night. Everybody needs their eight hours. And they'll make sure you're waking up feeling great every single day. They've got chairs. They've got zero-gravity mattresses. I mean, the pillows, the Technogel technology is a cooling sensation. It's, you know, they say that women struggle with Tempur-Pedic pillows, so the Technogel is the better way to go for those of you with insomnia um so uh, you know go check them out they've got everything you could ever ask for glenn will let you sit down in every chair he'll let you lay down in every mattress as long as you aren't dirty or have mud on your shoes go check them out at 2020 glen echo road in nashville tennessee it's right across the road from the green hills regal movie theater over in that shopping center kind of right next to hillsborough high school and if you don't live in the nashville area there's that's no problem you can check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is October 12th, 2022. And Jack, I feel like I gotta be honest, just right off the bat. 
right from the get-go. Uh, so on Sunday, I was coming home from a work trip. Had a work trip. I was in Memphis, Tennessee, the original home of the Tennessee Oilers. And I was uh, down there for a St. Drew conference through my uh, radio job. And we, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I said that I could fly home on Sunday afternoon. Oh. I obviously, I booked this flight when it wasn't football season. So I wasn't like in the mindset of like, oh yeah, Sunday's football day. So I didn't think about it. And so my flight took off at 1.45 central time. And that is obviously like, that was right when the Titans game went to halftime. So I watched the entire first half hotel bar. It's great. You know, um, it, it, it did kind of suck cause I was in Memphis. So I, I couldn't stream the game on my Sunday ticket app. Blackout. But I, I hate that. I, I know those are so frustrating. And every TV, I'm not joking you when I say this, every single TV, aside from the, TV at the bar, at the airport bar that I was watching it at, every TV in the Memphis airport was tuned to HGTV. What? I'm sorry, what, Memphis? No wonder you don't have a football team. Are you doing it to freaking spite the Titans? The fact that Nashville got the Titans? I don't understand why. But, like, there's – why are you flipping it? The Grizz had an open practice on Sunday. I'm sure many people in Memphis would have rather have watched that than the freaking property brothers love it or love it or list it. I say, list it, list your damn airport. Okay. Like uh, house hunters. I was just looking for a TV. I was a TV hunter on, on, on Sunday, looking for a place to watch the freaking game. And I found one and then I, I boarded the flight. And of course the Wi-Fi on my flight was out. And so I missed Jack. I missed the entire second half until Wheels down, landed in Chicago, immediately turned my phone on to the game. Didn't know what the score was. Didn't know how they were doing. It I, It was, my heart was racing a mile a minute because I didn't know if it was like, did the Titans lay another egg in the second half? Did they finally score in the second half? Did they, like, are they going to be winning? Or are they going to be losing? And I'm going to be super upset. And I tune in first and goal. Carson Wentz and the command skins are about to punch it in. I mean, thank God it was a second half that you missed because this team isn't really doing a whole bunch in the <laughs> second half. Now, they did score a touchdown this week, which is a great improvement. NWI, 61-yard catch, set them up for it. NW, that, was a, that was a Tannehill, screw it, NWI's down there somewhere throw. Just lofts it up over the secondary. NWI makes a great catch. And, I love uh, some NWI, the, an uncle of this podcast. And what's funny is, like, in the first half, I remember there was a screw it, NWI has got to be down there somewhere. <laughs> and it was in, like an overthrow and NWI. Like it was not like it NWI just wasn't was down there, but so were two command skins. Boys. Yeah. And like not quick enough. Like, and, and, it, and it was literally in, in our text thread, um, my Titans text thread, me and my buddies were texting and was like, I was like, yeah, the Titans really don't have a wide receiver on this roster that can take the top off a of defense. Well, Cause someone said it was supposed well, to be guy. Right, right, right. Even he's and, unproven. He's just the fastest guy they have. They well, one buddy he started the the conversation by saying NWI is definitely not a deep threat, and I was like, that's and I I think that's fair. He's he NWI is a possession receiver for sure, like a thousand percent. Right? Am I, I don't even know if he's like has like a a defined like trait that you would like? We don't know what he is yet. He's kind of just like 
the guy who shows up when he needs to be somewhere. He's, yeah, you, like, like he's old reliable. He'll he'll be in the spot he needs to be. But I mean, it, I, I, it's not like he's burning anybody down the field or he's going up and mossing guys or. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're, in, we're like this is where we're at. With, this is where we're at with NWI. We're like Eduardo Saverin and Mark Zuckerberg in the early stages of Facebook. <laughs> Eduardo's like, let's sell ads, and Mark Zuckerberg's like, no, let's not sell ads. We don't know what it is yet. It's not. It's not cool. And then we could take that meeting with Sean Parker. And he's like, you know, you're both right. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you need to make money, but exactly. we don't know what it is yet. Exactly. He's he's not like he, there's not like one trait that sets him apart from every other receiver in the NFL, but he's like above average at everything. I guess. Yeah. I guess he's an elite four square player from what Sam Phelan. And, um, and he's a great blocker. Great blocker. Great blocker true. That's true. Yeah. Great blocking wide receiver. So, uh, but Derrick Henry ended up punching the ball in there. They got a second half touchdown, which is what they needed in order to win that game because if you remember correctly and i know you didn't get to see this but the commanders had just went down and scored a touchdown 17 14 the titans had to have an answer and over the last few weeks the titans haven't even had like more than four first downs in a second half i mean it's been anemic so for that play to open up everything and that's another knock on the titans offense is there isn't a, a deep shot guy especially with Traylon burks now on ir that was a huge play for Tannehill in this offense. It, it put him in position to kind of, you know, mess around a little in the second half, which they like to do. And obviously they really played with fire towards the end of that game. And the commanders did everything they could to help the Titans out on that last drive. They had a couple penalties that backed them up, but the Titans defense, I mean, how many games have we seen goal line stands to win the game? I, I think I have like four. <laughs> like the Melvin Gordon fumble game. Yeah, the the Bills game with Josh Allen wasn't technically Which, a goal line. The but Melvin it was Gordon inches situation. The Melvin Gordon fumble game that was correct me if I'm wrong. That's that was Ryan Tannehill's first start as a Titan. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. And then there's a couple more. I mean, obviously Carson Wentz throws a pick to David Long, who uh, without Zach Cunningham available, the Titans defense was really shorthanded. I mean, Giovanni yeah. Hooker back there. We saw Kalu playing a lot at safety. Um, it's, it's, it's just impressive how next man up this Titans team always finds ways to win. And after the game, Rabel said it in the locker room. He's like, it's the culture. It's the culture here. And he's totally right. I I think the Raiders game was a culture game, but the only issue I have with them is why is every single win so exhausting (laughs) it's impossible to enjoy wins almost because of how i mean my heart rate is through the roof i need to call a doctor after these games yeah the freaking jets beat the dolphins on sunday by multiple scores and i was just like what's that like like i don't even remember what it's like to beat a team by multiple scores outside of like our regularly scheduled trip to jacksonville each season I don't know what it's like to just be like, oh yeah, we're just gonna let the clock run down in the second half. Like you, like we're just gonna, you know, it's almost like garbage time. Like the 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 running clock. You know, like I I I don't know what that's like. And I, you're right. The Titans do. The, their defense this year is a Ben don't break defense. They it they'll let you. Has been it always. Yeah. Has been. Right, right. Well, this year, especially though, like they'll let you get to the red zone, but dude, it's going to be a tough time scoring once you're in the red zone. And it's like, once they get in a phone booth, basically. And I think that's just a, that's just a, 
that's just a, a microcosm of who Mike Vrabel is as both a person and a player. Did you ever, did you see that clip a few weeks back of um, the, the boxing in a phone booth? It was like a sport. Oh, yes. Like no, I, I did. I did see it. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just two guys in a phone booth. Yeah. Beating the crap out of each other. I, I think it's like a British sport. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, weird that's sport. basically the Titans. Like it, it, once you get them in a phone booth, you don't want to like they will. They will literally box your face off. They will fight you until the, the until the final seconds tick off. And in, in Carson Wentz's case, which Carson Wentz, shout out Carson Wentz. My, my new favorite tradition as a Titans fan is having Carson Wentz throw a back-breaking interception to this team. Oh, man, and then Ron Rivera just drove the bus right over him, too. When, when asked by reporters why the commanders are so behind the rest of the NFC least, he said one word, quarterback. That is brutal. The Wentz wagon, that is brutal. The Wentz wagon's tough, but Wentz, like, he – He's not like the worst quarterback in the league. I mean, he threw for 350 yards against oh, the Titans. He's fourth. I think he's fourth in the NFL right now in, yeah, no, um, in passing yeah. yards. And, and why Rivera sounds so weak, so, so weak with that comment, which is not something you typically hear from Riverboat Ronnie. Um, Cooper Rush is a, is a Cowboys quarterback. Daniel Jones is the Giants quarterback. Now, Hertz is looking like an MVP candidate in Philadelphia. I'll give you that. But for when, now, when I still I'm still not buying the the Hertz the Eagles thing. Yeah, I, I, I know they're five and oh, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. It. I think I think this is a team that's going to go uh, during a skid. They're going to hit some frustrating times. There's going to be I, I don't know. I'm still I'm just in fact, real quick anecdote. I'm in Memphis right over the weekend and I'm talking to a buddy. Uh, I ran into a buddy from high school who's in the country music industry and we're talking and obviously God bless go Bruins bringing on Austin Stanley here in a little bit. He'll be able to uh, vouch for that. And we brings uh and he, we're, we're talking Titans and we were talking about AJ Brown. Yeah. He's at the Eagles now. And I was like, dude, I, something's going to go wrong with the Eagles. I just don't buy it. Like the, the Eagles are going to show us who they truly are in it, a couple of weeks. It, you know what it reminds me of the Cardinals starting off 10 and 0 last year. It's just kind of a team that you sure right. have like exciting players and they had a big yes. season, but it's too good to be true, isn't it? No sooner than that sentence left my voice, some big tall dude turns around. He goes, why do you say that about the Eagles? And I was like, oh, I just don't, I just don't buy into him. I was like, why, why are, are, are you an Eagles fan? He goes, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. I just don't see it. Well, tell me why you think that. And I was like, uh, he goes, because their running back, Miles Sanders, is great. Their defensive line is the probably the best, one of the best de defensive line in the division. They're, they're, and he starts running off all of the different position groups. Their wide receivers is the best wide receiver group they've ever had. Uh, and I was like, uh, I'm like, what, wh who are you? And what are you talking to me for? And he's like, and he, he's like, he's like, so tell me, so tell me where you, where you see the flaw is. Put you on the hot seat. Oh uh, yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts I don't know I think I just don't trust Jalen Hurts and he goes he goes okay he goes well that uh he goes yeah yeah he's like that that would be the weakest link but even then he's still he's still putting together a that. monster monster year this year and I was like dude and I, no joke and it's a conference obviously I avoided that dude like the plague for the rest of the weekend. And the the sad thing is I kept running into him. We we kept being in the same groups for things, for tours and stuff. And I was just like, oh gosh, this is not, 
that why am I stuck with Eagles dude here who's like all hung up and bent out of shape that I freaking said that his Eagles are are not like I'm I just don't buy them yet. It's a good time to be a Philly sports fan. And I say that right now as they're beating down my beloved Braves. But you mentioned something before your Eagles, your Eagles conversation came up. And it's that under Mike Vrabel, the Titans can't not win by one score. They, they keep finding themselves in these one-score games. There's no blowouts. Like, sure, the Jets blew out the Dolphins. Nobody saw that coming. But the Titans just can't seem to buy one of those blowout wins. And there's a stat to back that up. Oh, Mike no. Vrabel, oh, no. Mike Vrabel has coached 70 games for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> 34 of those games oh. have been decided by one score. 34 of 70 have been decided that's, by one score. That's that's almost exactly 50% every other game. But here's why here's what makes the Titans culture so strong under Vrabel. They're 23 and 11 in those one score games. So for every three one-score games, the Titans find a way to win two of them. Yeah. That's not that's not common in this well, league. And how many of those, how many of those one-score games that they lost, how many of those 11 that they lost were lost on a missed field goal? I can think of two right off the right off the top of my head. Literally week one. And then uh what about this the Steelers uh overtime game from a few years back where uh, where the the Stefcon scale was uh off the uh, charts after <laughs> no, that week no you're totally right with all those kicker problems that they ran into i mean it's at least half of those one score games they lost due to a kick but right, again right. you know i think it kind of balances out because randy bullock made a few game winners last year and yeah. the kicking game water seems to find its level for just about every team in the league besides the chicago bears so um it's it's definitely an interesting stat, and in this league, there's going to be a ton of games decided by one score. The parity is just it's too much. There's you know, the worst team in the league has a shot. It's any given Sunday has a shot to beat the best team in the league, yeah. and it's just under Mike Vrabel, the Titans aren't losing many of these games, which is a great sign for. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of a a microcosm of his tenure in Tennessee. It's it's a hard nosed football team that grinds out wins. Winning ugly is better than losing pretty. The Titans win ugly a lot, and they did it again this Sunday. It's better to be three and two heading into this bye week. It's a lot easier to fix these issues after wins than it is right. after losses. And it's important to note. Look, I know, like a lot of a lot of people were uh, were saying, you know, why did that win feel like a loss? You know, like why is it? Why am I leave this game like not feeling in a better place about this team? To be honest with you, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. The 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 thing I will say, look, this is the NFL. You have to stack wins however you can get them. And if you can get wins, no matter how ugly or or pretty they look, okay, come January, if you are in the hunt or or leading your division, it doesn't matter. Nobody looks back and says, well, that week four game against the or the week five game against the 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 commanders. They didn't win that one pretty. No one says that. All you look at is the win column number, and that's the most important thing. So, look, whether you win by by one or you win by 17 like the like the Jets did against the Dolphins, it doesn't matter because a win is a win, and that is just the most important thing. You stack wins, and with the what Mike Vrabel has going with this team and with this franchise, he has them believing in themselves, and he has them rolling. After what was a rough start, he has them rolling now heading into their bye week. 
And I think a lot of Titans fans before the season would have said three and two by the bye. That's good with me. Uh, now, yes. not, not every path to three and two has to be the same. It has to be, you know, exactly expected, just like the AFC South, which we're going to talk about on the back end of the Austin Stanley interview, which is coming up. But it's not it's not always going to look the same, right? Like, especially when you're a Titans fan, you're going to play down to your competition. You're going to play up to your competition. You're going to lose to teams that you should beat and you're going to beat teams that you should lose to. All that matters at the end of the day is you get 10, 11 wins. 10 wins is probably enough to win this division. And we're going to yes. talk about why the Titans have a big advantage in the AFC South already right after we get to Austin Stanley. Yeah, a third of that, uh, a third of that win total, already a third of it in into the season, which is which is a good place to be. All right, before we get to Austin Stanley, let's get a word from our friends from BetMGM. BetMGM, it's the king of sports books. The, the best variety, the best selection you'll have. If you don't like your app, drop that app, join BetMGM, Use promo code A to Z sports for new users. Code A T O Z sports gets you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on, on the NFL. You can bet the Titans. You could bet against the Titans. You could bet the Colts. You could bet against the Colts. I think the latter would be more profitable um, if you're deciding to bet on Colts games. <laughs> risk-free bet up to $1,000 with code A to Z sports. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling, support call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. And now let's get down. Austin. Stand by. God bless and go Bruins. It's about damn time. We have brought this guy on and not look, not for a big company announcement. We're, we're bringing him on to get his, uh, well, his, his charming good looks, but also which you can't see on the podcast. So sorry about that. Uh, but to also get his takes on the Titans, you know, him as the a in the a to Z he is our, he is our boss, but more importantly, he's our friend. Mr. Austin Stanley. Hey, there you Stans, go. How, how are you, dude? I'm doing good. Did you know the Bruins are undefeated this year? Wait, seriously? Yeah. I thought they yeah. lost to like Ravenwood or something. No, they're they're undefeated. They just beat Franklin. I, I haven't watched anything or read anything. I just get an email that like on Saturday morning to update. Yeah. The, yeah. Undefeated. Just beat Franklin. Yeah. Damn. Really that's better. huge. My, my brother goes to Franklin. They haven't won a game all year. So that rivalry is kind of turned on its head. Hell yeah. I love to hear that. Love <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But we're not, here to talk, guys. <laughs> we're not here to talk Tennessee high school football. Uh, uh, maybe you high. aren't. Hang on. Hang on. I got more follow-up questions about the Bruins. Uh, no, no, no. I have no <laughs> other information. When, so. <laughs> when is, when is A to Z sports launching the uh, Bruin up podcast? That's uh, yeah, high school football is probably something we will never do. But that is where Zach and I got our start. So now, I was gonna say, right? Yeah. Like you guys have a have a history in that. I no, the podcast would be called What's Brewing. Oh, how about that? Good. Yeah, they did. They good? did. Uh, uh, when I was there, at least uh, Huff, you're a few years older than I. We got coffee mugs uh, that said like Brewing Time. Like they like gave them like gave us like the services. Oh, that's cool. Was that like your senior gift? 
Yeah, probably something stupid like that. Damn, yes. man. We got lame senior gifts. Anyway, all right. I, I, you also didn't have to throw in the nugget. You also didn't have to throw in the nugget that I'm a little bit older than you. You're like, oh, Huff, you, yeah. you were long gone. You were out of college by the time I got my uh, brew in time mug. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, Austin, the uh, why why can't the Titans win by more than um, more than a, a touchdown or a few points? Like why why is it why are they always one score games? Uh, because Mike Vrabel chooses it to be that <laughs> way. I, I just think that he wants people to stress. He wants uh, people to ask him ridiculous questions in the press conference about things just so he can, you know, hold that over us and make everybody sweat and give everybody anxiety. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy though. Every, every post game show that we've done and Jack did it a couple of weeks ago, uh, with me too. And it's, it's makes the post game more fun because right. if they win by three <laughs> touchdowns then everybody's moved on with their Sunday and drinking beer and doing whatever. But when it's tight like that and when they win, but you still have things to complain about, it's actually good for a disease business. Well, and it's smart in the sense of like, if you think about it, it's good exposure for the Titans because otherwise a Titans commanders game probably isn't getting that many bubbles in NFL red zone. But if your game is close, especially late, then, you know, you're getting all the attention. So then everyone's like, oh, man, do you guys see the end of this Commander's Titans game? A game that no one else outside of those two markets would watch normally. So and I think I don't think Washington fans even watch it to begin with. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. And the uh, and the conspiracy theory in me is like our theorist in me is is basically saying Mike Vrabel winning close games make him seem seems like a better coach right you know because like it's like oh he can win out and he can his guys eke out these close games better yeah, than it you comes know, if he was down to every you got to guard every blade of grass right you, every you're, snap you're, matters and all that stuff your clock management has to be pinpoint accurate you know like andy Reid. Yeah. oh the chiefs they, they blow everyone out yeah let's see him win a close well i guess he won a close game on monday night football but you know what i'm saying right <laughs> oh yeah i mean mike rabel famously or infamously said that they don't want to rely on talent because if they relied on talent then they would blow teams out but now he gets to show off his coaching skills by not relying on talent <laughs> and winning all these one-score games. Yeah. That's what we were talking about on the first half. You know, Rabel's coached 70 games for the Titans. 34 of those games have been decided by one score. He's won two-thirds of those games. What, what do you think it is about Rabel and, and this culture that he's built here where uh, whether it's a bend-don't-break defense, whether it's just an offense that fails to put four quarters together – what do you make of this culture that Vrabel has and why this team's able to win these games? Because there's a lot of teams in the NFL where that, that trend kind of goes backwards. Yeah. I think a lot of it could be math. Um, they're a running football team, which means it takes longer to score, which means there are less possessions, which means there are less scoring opportunities. And so now it's just a closer game. I never really thought about it before, but you know, if, if you're, throwing the ball all around you're either scoring fast or you're punting quick and the clock's not running that that much and so there's more opportunity to have extra touchdowns or extra field goals that widens the gap there but when you're just when the titans average like four and a half possessions a half and so there's just not a lot of opportunity to really run it up on people because the clock's moving so quickly 
That's a good point. We need what we need is Derrick Henry to break off more long runs, like 76, 80 yard runs, you know, like NWI deep balls. They also could help that. NWI deep balls would also help. Yeah. But only NWI deep balls. Only to NWI. Yeah. But speaking of wide receivers and deep balls, uh, Titans don't get enough of them. There's no doubt about it. Jack loves some deep ball talk. (laughs) I love talking deep balls. But you and Sam Phelan on Monday's show, y'all talked about it. I wrote a story about it on A to Z sports.com on Sunday, or excuse me, that was also on Monday, on the Titans potentially reaching out to the Carolina Panthers. ESPN's Dan Orlovsky said that they they should make a call to Carolina about DJ Moore. My take on it was that I don't know that letting A.J. Brown walk for the money they did and then bringing DJ Moore on for just a few million dollars less, not this season, but the next three years, Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense and may not be as realistic as I would hope because I would love the move. I think it makes a lot of sense. You have a top three, you know, core with it's Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, DJ Moore in no particular order. That's a whole lot better than Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and NWI. No, it's probably a lot less NWI deep balls, though. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, there's a little give and take here. But how uh, how active do you expect John Robinson to be with this trade deadline? It's November first. The season's kind of flying by. It's less than a month away. What moves are you expecting, and do you think he should put in a call to Carolina? Well, he should absolutely call Carolina for this. And he's got some uh, relationship with them because the Titans traded for Dennis Daly, uh, the current starting left <laughs> tackle from Carolina. Now, he's not very good, but there is a relationship there for trades. Um, and so you've seen that before. John Robinson has traded a couple times with Philadelphia uh, in his uh, tenure as GM going back to the Dennis Kelly trade. And then you see him come back and that's where A.J. Brown went. Uh, as well but I think I think you got to do it you have to at least try and that's the hard thing is what's the reality what's the likeliness of the Titans getting DJ Moore probably not that high because I think there's gonna be a lot of competition and if DJ Moore goes elsewhere we'll never really know how hard John Robinson tried to bring him to Nashville but he needs to try so here was my here was my thought my breakdown on all this so DJ Moore signs a Contract extension, uh, average of $20 million plus a year with Carolina this summer. Carolina's already paid him $19.5 million on a signing bonus. So the Titans get him this year for about $1 bucks. You got that when you cut Brett Kern and kept Stonehouse. So you've got that wiggle room. Lawan's on IR, and when a player goes on IR, they get 50% of the rest of their salary that year. So you save more money. Uh, in that aspect as well. And Harold Landry had a smaller uh, base salary this year. So you're not saving as much with him on IR uh, for the season, but you've got wiggle room. Why not? And you're going for it. This is the year where, you know, for a fact, you're going to have Tannehill Henry and this defensive front all together. So go for it and do it. Uh, You got to, you have to. And here's my thought on, the long-term Robert Woods doesn't have any guaranteed money after this season. And uh, DJ Moore will make an average of $16.3 million a year. If after removing the signing bonus, that the Panthers have already paid. You already said, according to AJ Brown, that you're okay with spending 16 and a half million dollars a year on AJ Brown. So you budgeted for that and you allocated $16 million plus a year for a wide receiver in the spring after you got Robert Woods and all that stuff too. 
So if you were good with doing that with AJ, then why not do it with DJ Moore? Like rarely do does anybody get a, 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 a mulligan on their biggest mistake. And that's John Robinson's biggest mistake right now. Pull the trigger. Go try to get something done. Okay. All right. Let me throw another, let me throw another name your way. Speaking of the Carolina Panthers, uh, a guy by the name of Robbie Anderson. And that's now keep in mind, that's Robbie with an I E rather than Mm -hmm. Robbie with a Y, which he changed uh, this off season. He said, guys, I'm Robbie with an I E now. I'm not Robbie with a Y personally. I think he's a little more talented as Robbie with a Y, you know, but <laughs> maybe you could get him for cheaper as Robbie with an IE. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on Robbie Anderson and two tone blue? Well, he's actually cheaper than DJ Moore. It's the same like million dollars uh, this year because the Panthers restructured Robbie Anderson's deal in the off season. And he's only got one more uh, year left on his deal for like 8.8. I think it was when I looked it up this morning. And so, yeah, it, I think either of those guys would be great. Either of those guys are better than what the Titans currently have uh, at wide receiver. And Robbie Anderson's more of a deep threat. So I think DJ Moore, you would be trading for DJ Moore for the next four seasons, including this one. Robbie Anderson would be more of a patchwork. Do you want to get somebody in here to help you right now? He's, I think, 30 years old. DJ Moore's 25. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Could you see John Robinson going the cheaper option just based off of long-term, the potential of maybe you re-sign a Robert Woods? Maybe you go after, you know, just opening it up for his offseason and, in, in, you know, next season, which I guess for Robbie Anderson, he's his his deal's done after this year anyway. But yeah. could you see him choosing for an, a cheaper option than a DJ Moore just to – make things a little bit easier for him in the off season. I think he's cheaper in two ways. He's cheaper with his actual contract and he's cheaper for what you're trading away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's so good point. I, yes. So yeah, I could say, I could see John Robinson doing that. It, look, if you get either one of those Panthers wide receivers, I think it's a plus for the Titans. Now, Jack and I love to, you know, whether it makes sense or not, when we, when we see free agents come available, or in this case, you know, maybe a potential trade partner, a suitor, we love to just, you know, throw names out there and say, what about them in two-tone blue? So with that said, what about Christian McCaffrey in two-tone blue? (laughs) Huh? Uh, I would entertain it just because it would make Zach Bingham furious. (laughs) All right, look, hey, I, then in that case, then I'm all in. I, yeah, <laughs> selfishly, yes, do that. That would make for some good morning shows. Huh? I mean, is, is Dontrell Hilliard better than Chris McCaffrey right now? <laughs> I mean, what, what we may be missing here is Deontay Foreman, who looked so good for the Titans last year. He's in Carolina. It, yeah. it just feels like the, the Panthers are that dead rabbit on the side of the road, and there's like nine NFL buzzards circling it. <laughs> it's carcass just one by one. Right. Um, the Titans are definitely in that mix, you'd have to assume, but the, the it's a really carcass. gross analogy, but I, oh, I do it, agree. It's, it, it's, yeah, no, it's a dead carcass. There's a maggots eating the inside already. Yeah. And okay. yeah, we're just going to try and get, that, uh, that you know, grossness level. maybe but rip off an eyeball or the something. The cost of doing business for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, you'd assume probably day three picks, right? Unless uh, maybe they're asking for, you know, just because the demand is so high with DJ Moore. How high do you think that they're they're trying to go here? Well, DJ Moore's 25 years old and he's coming off of three consecutive 1100 yard seasons. Oh, yeah. um, 
Sam this mo- Tuesday morning, Sam said he's probably going to get a first round pick. I don't think so. I'm not buying it either. I, I don't think so. It, it, you would have to get a desperate team. And so we started talking about the other desperate teams around the league that would be willing to go that far for a first round pick. Uh, the Packers won't spend a first round pick to draft a, a pass catcher for Aaron Rodgers ever. So why would they trade for one? Um, that's the craziest stat I've ever heard in my life. Do you guys know that stat? Oh yeah. 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 Where uh, Aaron Rodgers entire career has yes. not, they have he's not thrown, he's thrown in. one touchdown pass <laughs> to a first round pick. And it was Mercedes Lewis who was like 32 years old when he caught it from, from Aaron Rodgers. He, he threw one to him in London this past Sunday too. Yeah. Right, so right. it's, it's ridiculous, but anyway, yeah, if you're, if you're frustrated, if you're a Titans fan, you're frustrated with John Robinson's drafts. Imagine being a Packers fan having a generational quarterback uh, under your protection for over a decade, getting one Super Bowl and getting no offensive help for said quarterback. Well, Devonte Adams, Jordy Nelson, uh, those, uh, Let's see, Randall Cobb. Those were like second, third round picks that were really good. Yeah, developed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But but not getting like literally first round talent for yeah. your guy. Like that's just, it's absurd. Yes. Uh, so would the Packers do it? Uh, maybe. The Chiefs, I don't see the Chiefs necessarily doing that. I don't know if they would take on that contract uh, on the back end of it. The Ravens are interesting because you want to please Lamar Jackson. But then if you give up a first round pick for uh dj Moore, then you have to franchise tag lamar jackson and then give up your first round pick is he going to play under the franchise tag you have to sign and trade him or what's that situation and you can't not have lamar jackson and then also not have a first round pick so that that would be risky for the ravens to do that Uh, is there anyone else Uh, like when you look at this titans roster there's clearly weaknesses you, you know here and there dennis daly who we talked about earlier probably the most obvious one at that left tackle position. Is there a position besides wide receiver? And John Robinson's not afraid to get active and be aggressive as we've seen in the off seasons during this Titan Super Bowl window. But do you think he makes a move maybe on that offensive line goes for, you know, a, a more capable starter to, to protect Tannehill's blindside? I just don't know anybody in the NFL that's going to be willing to give up a capable offensive lineman in season. You know, Uh, I just like teams are, you know, injuries happen on the O-line and you have, if you've got good offensive linemen, you you don't get rid of them um, because you're going to need all of them. So I don't really know what they're going to do at offensive line. Dennis Daly is going to have to play a lot better. Uh, Dylan Radins is going to have to, you know, continue to develop. Aaron Brewer is a, I, I worry about Aaron Brewer being 275 pounds and holding up in pass protection or not getting moved like he's playing for the Britwood Bruins. Uh, because <laughs> nice. you know, he's God bless and go Bruins. Yeah, he's so undersized. I mean, we had we had offensive tackles bigger than Aaron Brewer in high school. <laughs> not to brag. We also no, had cars ni- like cars nicer than Aaron Brewer, Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense why Austin got to walk on at Missouri then if you guys had guys bigger than Aaron Brewer blocking for him up front. Yeah, a lot of room to run. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, the uh, the Titans are back on top, first place in the AFC South, uh, much where they belong. And a large part of that is because their third down defense. I think they're, they're first in the NFL in third down defense, 27%. And a large part of that is despite a patchwork secondary, holding it together. 
uh, for most of most of the season, but a lot of bend don't break. And when they, we, you know, Jack and I were talking about how, you know, once they get into a phone booth, then it's no hold bar. It's just straight bare knuckle brawling by this Titans defense. And I, what's interesting to me is speaking of that secondary, you've got guys like, you know, uh, Byard, Fulton, McCreary. They all have just one pass defense so far coming into the season. Monty Hooker's got two. David Long with the game ceiling interceptions also got two. But the guy who's leading the list in passes defense for this Tennessee Titans team, a man who I think needs to be playing more safety, <laughs> Tear Tart Pop with tart. five. <laughs> Pop Tart's got five. Five passes defense this season. Yeah. What are we doing letting this guy rush the passer? Honestly. I mean, he didn't have a sack. So just keep dropping him back. <laughs> right? Am I you're, wrong? You're wasting his energy making him rush the passer. Just let him he, just let him. He's float. got a pick, you know. QB I spy. Mean... QB spy tier tart. Just <laughs> let him QB spy the entire season. But seriously, the, the PBU he had in the end zone, that was so clutch and looked right. so athletic. I mean, that, that was a game-saving play he made. He's quick. When, when, oh, yeah. when I saw them drop back their D line on that play, I'm I was freaking out because I'm like, dude, just rush Carson Wentz because you're he's gonna make a mistake. Rush him, but you can't. Don't, don't give him you, the time. You couldn't. No, you but you couldn't. Like Carson Wentz couldn't run. That's what I thought was so brilliant about that series is that they had no timeouts. Ron Rivera blew it on that bad challenge earlier in the in the half. No timeouts with yeah. the clock down low. If it's not an incomplete pass or a touchdown, the game's over. Right. And so right. dropping those guys, you're a, you're wait because the ball's coming out quick. So a quick rush does nothing. But dropping them back, I mean, T.R. Tart broke on that football like he popped out of a toaster. It was gone. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. No joke. Yeah, but not a very crisp, not a very crisp pop tart. It was very, it was very, with how quick it was. Yeah, it was set to like the setting of one or something. Like yeah. definitely not, not. Do you guys know in there for long? This is quick toaster, and then I want to ask you guys a question. Did you guys do you guys know what the numbers on the toaster stands for? Uh, is ooh, this is a great. I've never thought of this. I, before, I don't but really I'm, know I'm, what the numbers on the stove stand for. I, I mean, I, I know it's like temperature. <laughs> Right, it, 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 the stove top. It, it, it definitely like has has to do with how hot you want it. But I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess for like per ten seconds. I'm gonna say like every one or not ten seconds. Ooh, no, like that's gonna be like twenty seconds. So it's like you know, I like I like my pop tarts three level toasted. No, it's it's the, th it's minutes. It's minutes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. If you said to I five, you're not sitting in the toaster for five. I'm minutes. with you. Austin. It is. I don't, I don't know it's about. minutes. I've never waited by a toaster for five minutes before. No, and because I, you put it in there, you number. walk around, you do other things. Like nobody sits there and watches a toaster. Like you go do other things and you hear the noise and then you come back to it. Well, you have to watch it or else no. you'll burn it. No, because you know where you like it. You set it at two and a half. I'm a two and a half toaster guy. Hang on. Hang on. I, I got to go. This, this is real. I, I didn't. I learned about my, this I've, like I've three years to ago. The, to the air fryer. But I don't, I don't know if that's safe putting a Pop-Tart in there. Because you can't look at it in the air fryer. It just goes away. But uh, that, that's that's great information. And some of the only information you'll get on the Tighten Up podcast. Right. So I, I knew this I was for you guys. You. But look, I, I don't want to produce. I don't want to be delivering fake news to our tuppers. All right. It's These real, people, they, they work hard every week and they they wait patiently for this podcast to, to drop. And I, I don't want to do them wrong by giving them false information on toaster numbers, because that to me is the that's a more important stat than tear tarts five 
pass defense. <laughs> I'm not timer toasters, <laughs> capacitor toasters. There's two different types of toasters. Do you guys know that? No, three right. different types. Well, uh, all right. All I know is that Jack's Caleb Farley. Uh, Caleb Farley's <laughs> been left in the toaster for far too long this season. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Terrence Mitchell comes in, practices for a week, plays in front of him. Now he goes back out there. Uh, I think that the, the the guys calling the game said he's been targeted 11 or 12 times this season, and the, the receivers caught seven or eight of those passes. The guy can't – I mean, he can't cover anything. It's, it's so frustrating to watch him out there. And, you know, you want to see him grow and you want to see him develop, but at the same time, if you put him out there, he's a total liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike Vrabel doesn't want to lose a game like that, like just because just to get Caleb Farley reps, like that's not what this is for. Uh, to me, I feel like Caleb Farley, who is a good athlete, like let's not like get confused. This right. guy is a fast, long, strong, physical guy. Built in a lab. Yes, but it's it's up here. It's up top. That- it's it's he's almost like paralyzed by his his mind and not yet trusting what to do. This is that he has the yips when, yeah. uh, when, when I was at, it was when I was in Indianapolis, I was sitting next to the guy who, who sold me his extra ticket. And, uh, <laughs> and during the game, when, when Farley gave up that long, that long pass, uh, it was like, I think it was a third down pass, gave up a long pass. He pulled out his phone. He started tweeting. He goes, Caleb Farley is trash or something like that. <laughs> And I'm like looking over his shoulder and I, I'm like, literally like, I, and I still believe this. And I, obviously Sunday didn't help with the long pass he gave up on Sunday, but I still feel like Caleb Farley is better than what we've seen. It, this is a case of the yips. Like it has to be, it's mental in my opinion, because this is a guy who was going to be a top 10 draft pick. Had he come out of college a year earlier, you don't go from that highly talented to what we're seeing lately, it's got to be just like something that's messing with his brain, right? Like, do you, rem- do you remember though the first year of Shane Bowen's defense when he took over as defensive coordinator? It was like all eleven Titans had this going on. Kevin Byard was one of them. They were thinking and not really trusting their instincts. Like, you, you want to be able to just play and let 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 it loose. You don't want to think and then act because that's too late in this league. Mm-hmm. Could that be something that Downing's defense and because of his injury last year? just takes a little while to, to kind of fully understand mentally. I, I don't know if it's like a confidence thing or whether he's just slow oh, to learn it, but it's, it's a confidence a thing. It's a trust in what his abilities are. I think it's a trust in his body. I think it's a lack of trust in the scheme. He's only played in eight NFL games. And in one of them, he tore his ACL the first half. So didn't play a lot there. And then he's been benched twice. So in eight NFL games, benched twice and tore his ACL in another. So he's got five complete games after not playing his last year of college because of the COVID situation. And then he tore an ACL earlier in college too. It's just such a strange situation. He's only played in like eight games since 2019. Well, with all that, all that said, this will be my last question, by the way. Um, is it time to give up on him? It just seems like this project's going to take longer than his rookie deal. I, it, there's no end in sight. We're making no progress. Is it time to give up on him? Um, give up? No, because here's the situation. Christian Fulton, two thumbs up. You feel good about that. Roger McCreary, one thumb up as a rookie. You feel good overall about him. Elijah Molden, 
will be back at some point off of injured reserve. And Ugo Amadi has missed uh, the last three games. He got hurt against Buffalo, and they did not put him on IR, and he's missed three straight games. So that feels like he's going to be back. So if you get Ugo Amadi and Elijah Molden back, now Caleb Farley is your fifth corner because you have McCreary playing outside with Fulton where he's most comfortable. And then your two slot guys are Elijah Molden and Ugo Amadi. And then, you know, you, you get, I mean, Caleb Farley could be inactive on game day for all I care, but that's, you know, that's Let's where you're at. On him, or, he, or he can just, or we can just cover punts and, and let him do that. I don't know. You need somebody fast to cover punts because Stonehouse kicks it 75 yards. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Stonehouse punts footballs the way John Elway used to throw vortex footballs in those old commercials <laughs> out of the stadium. And it's like, that's okay. That we appreciate it. That's just a touchback though. His, his, uh, uh, his foot is the Mark McGuire baseball bat. <laughs> right. I wonder if his calves are the same and the same size as Mark McGuire's forearms. <laughs> Last thing I'll leave you that is this Austin. Um, KitchenAid, Cuisinart, and DeLonghi, popular toaster manufacturers, all say that the dials on their toasters are timers, but the numbers don't represent minutes. Oh, no. Instead, the numbers on the dial represent uh, preset intervals based on how long each toaster maker estimates it will take to get a slice of toast to a certain level of brownness or shade. What? So it's uh, up to them. Though. Yeah, it's, it's up to up the to brown them? the browning control setting fee feature. Uh so uh from from light to dark. So I guess based on how powerful your toaster is, it, it could it could differ from toaster to toaster. But this is according to WCNC in Charlotte. So I feel like keeping with the Panthers theme of oh, this fair. interview, we should we should end it uh end it on that. But <laughs> Austin, dude, thank you so much for uh, for uh, a couple of things. One, joining us today. Mm -hmm. Two, your incredible insight. Three, the uh, fantastic analytical breakdown of the Brentwood Bruins football team. Mm -hmm. And for uh, employing Jack and I. We appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, <That's not> least. <laughs> yeah, but thank you, dude. This has been awesome. And we're, we're going to get you. We're going to get you onto this podcast more. And we apologize for not doing it sooner outside of major breaking news in the a to yeah, z what world. episode is this well, we don't it's it's uh, it two right one. i think it's two <laughs> this is episode Somewhere two early single digits still i think yeah it's, you guys are getting real close to 200 <laughs> we start over every season so this is going to be number six it's episode two give or take 135 so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are no flags on the field it's a miracle tennessee has pulled a miracle Shout out to Austin Stanley. Uh, look, th if there's one thing that I can promise you with the Tighten Up podcast is that I will never in all my days, and and we we Jack and I try our hardest with this. We try and be fully transparent. We try and be fully open, honest, truthful, everything with you. And so when someone, even if he is technically my boss, comes on to this podcast, and gives you false information about toasters. <laughs> I will not let it slide. That's where okay? we draw the line on this podcast. Listen here, okay? If you, I don't care if you do sign my paychecks, buddy. Even if you come, if you try and come onto my podcast and share misinformation in a day and age where misinformation runs rampant, 
And a lot of people don't trust the media and are probably dumb enough to believe that a podcast like the Tighten Up podcast is the media. We will not go quietly into the night when someone says that the notches on toasters stand for minutes. Unbelievable. He said it with confidence. And that's he said it. That's where I started to lose it. That's where I started to like doubt myself because they, he was so confident. And if you could see him on the Zoom like we did, he was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 it is. And and look, and look, Austin Stanley has got the facial he's got the facial structure and the low body fat percentage of like to the point where it's like you got to believe everything he says, especially when it comes to culinary products. But for that, I was like, I know toasters pretty well. Like, okay, yeah, Austin Stanley, you may know like nutritional facts on most foods. Okay, you you may know like where to find <laughs> the organic vegetarian? food section. Yeah, but in a in a grocery store. Vegan. I'm not. I think he's vegetarian. I yeah, he's one I of the two. He's, he's something that starts with a V. We know that. Um, uh, you may know. Look, get dinner with him. Yeah, you know all of that, but look. Austin, you can't come to me with information on a toaster when it doesn't look like you've eaten a carb in the last three years. Okay. I look last time Austin Stanley had a carb A to Z sports was in one market. Okay. So we all know like just how long that was. We know carbs on the tighten up podcast. We know carbs <laughs> better than anyone. Okay. I'm Derek carbs. Okay. Like I, you cannot test me with that. And and so if you come with me with toaster knowledge, I'm gonna I'm, I have to disprove you. And so look, no offense to Austin, I love you, dude. You're 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 one of my favorites. Obviously, the name we have shares the same. But when it comes to toaster misinformation, do not come a step in. Okay, and leave the and carbs for, to the pros, Austin Stanley. To all the tuppers out there, we have your back. Okay, this is this is the trusted news source when it comes to all things toasters. I don't know how to transition from this to what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and, and just get it out there. Yeah, just do a screeching halt and just start Just start with the next topic. The AFC South is weird right now. We know that. The, the Texans are their own little entity down there. But then you have the Colts at 2-2-1, two, two, and one, and I hate that they have a tie. It's going gonna, it's gonna to complicate things for the rest of the season, the playoff picture, the divisional race, everything. We I we had a take we had a take on an old uh cork Bass podcast. We'd always used to say that that whenever you have a tie in the NFL, that is a zit. That is a zit on your face because it stands out more than anything. Everyone's eye is completely drawn to it. You know, you'll be looking at the standings and you'll see that one just sticking out to the side, and you're just like, oh gosh. And it's just ugly. And you like you have to wait a while for it to go away, in this case, an entire season. And it's just, it's like, I would rather them get the zit later on in the year to where it didn't last as long, but the Colts have this massive zit on their face. Well, so do the Texans and this massive zit on their face. And it's just awkward to look at. And it makes it the rest of us uncomfortable. And I, frankly, I don't want to see that. Yeah. The Texans have worse than a zit on their face though. They've got like that 30 year meth addict, like scabby face going on. <laughs> They've got shingles. <laughs> the AFC South isn't pretty as a whole. However, there is one massive advantage that the Titans have for the rest of the season. Now they're on bye week at three and two. They've got, I guess you'd call it a half game lead over the Colts at two, two and one, and, and then a full game lead over the Jags, but they have yet to play them. 
the Titans bye week coming at week six is perfect, not only because the Titans are getting healthy, but they get an extra week to prepare for the Colts, who by the time they'll play Tennessee, which will be in Nashville, they'll mark their third divisional game in four weeks. Divisional games in the NFL are exhausting mentally and physically. They are draining. you got to empty the tank for each one of them because of how important they are. And you've got to take advantage of those games against the, the other three teams in your division fighting for that coveted playoff spot. That's not all, though. Why the Titans have a huge edge in this is because of the Colts. And I know we got to worry about the Jags, too, but I'm still not that worried about them. I know that they'll crumble. And their schedule for a fourth-place team is actually – not as easy as you would think looking at it, but the Colts have a big time issue, not just with their quarterback, not just with their offense, not just with injuries. Well, kind of with injuries, the Colts bye week doesn't come until week 14. This is one of the most injured teams in the NFL already. Shaquille Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman's missed time. Their offensive line is super banged up. They've got injuries at key positions all over the place. And I know the Titans do too, but Having a bye week early in the season kind of helps that. Yeah. The week 14 bye week, the last possible bye week for the Indianapolis Colts, that is going to kill them. They are going to continue to get banged up as every team in the NFL does throughout the season. And they've got an 0-2-1 AFC South record. They've got a ton of ground they have to make up. And they don't get a breather until week 14. It's an, it's an ultra-tough schedule for the Colts. They're, they're facing a, a, a must-win situation with the Jaguars this week after losing the first one. Then there's another must-win with the Titans who are coming off a bye with extra rest with probably a few guys back. And they've got to continue to keep pace in a tough division, not a tough division, but kind of a jam-packed division right now until their bye week comes at week 14. That's a massive advantage for the Titans. It, 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 it's not reflecting really in the odds either because I went on BetMGM today, Austin. The Indianapolis Colts, for some reason, are still Don't favored say to win it. this division. Don't say it, Jack. They're favored to win. They're plus 160. The Titans are plus 180. The Jags are right behind them both at plus 220. It's it's Why one thing for, like, media. The Colts still favor. It's one thing for media pundits to, to like, get on the, you know, the, ride the Colts schlong. <laughs> but it's another thing for like Vegas to get. It. It's like Vegas. Come on, you're supposed to be Hard. like on our side. Like you're supposed to know where the true like bet is at. So the for the fact that it's like and look, we love our friends at BetMGM, and this isn't directed at them. This is just bet at like the Vegas odds makers. How are you not going to go with the Titans and Mike Vrabel? Like how? So so before the season, the Titans were about at the same odds, plus one eighty. You're offering me those same odds while the Titans have a half game up and the current tie break on Indianapolis haven't played the Texans twice, which you would assume would both be wins. Although things have gotten hairy in, in, in years past Jaguars have been two wins. They're improved. Why are the Titans at the same odds now with a half game lead and the Colts with all these issues at this point in the season? It makes no yeah. sense. I, I don't know. But- all I know is that Titans fans should run or should should run, not walk to bet MGM. Use that promo code A to Z sports. <laughs> put a lot of money on the Titans to win the South. No, it's a good point to make that. And that is one of the, that is one of the perks of having a bye week this early in the season is that you, it, it like the guys that were injured right off the bat, which this early in the year, you're kind of hoping the guys won't get injured, but you're seeing it more and more in the NFL. 
in in more recent years of guys getting injured right when the season starts. You know, it, it used to be like guy your teams would pretty much remain healthy until mid to late in the season. But nowadays it's like you're seeing guys drop early on in the year. And I think you're just seeing more injuries at like per capita in the NFL than you normally would. So that's when an early bye week comes to help you, you know, especially like, like I look exact directly at a guy like Bud Dupree. If you can get him healthy, if you can get him right and get him back on that, on that defensive line, this defensive line is, is night and day better. It's already a good defensive line, but they're night and day better when Bud Dupree is there with them, get him right, get him fully healthy and getting an extra week of rest can help with that. Now it's, you know, that doesn't later on in the year when the Colts are, you know, coming up on their week 14 bye week, they have that to look forward to later on in the year. You just got to hope that the Titans just stay healthy the rest of the way after that, because then it's uh, you got nothing to help along the way. Maybe they can get like another COVID outbreak bye week or something, you know, like they did back in the day, but it's a great point about the defensive line because Danico Autry, who has been having a monster season yet again after a career year last year, is tied with Rashad Weaver for the team lead in sacks at four. Mm-hmm. They're both top 10 in the NFL. Jeffrey Simmons has three and a half, ranking yeah. 19th in the NFL. That is a well-rounded unit. They are not, there's not a weak link up there right now, especially when they get Bud Dupree back, who at the very worst, just disrupts everything back there. May not have the sack numbers, but he's getting pressures. He's opening it up for other guys. I mean, he, you, you get Rashad Weaver, who's getting a lot of attention on the edge right now. Yeah. Put Bud Dupree back in there, and you got to focus on Dupree. And then that'll but, open things up for Weaver and then the guys on the inside as well. Bud Dupree, when healthy, is everything we hoped Jadavian Clowney would have been. And that is just a guy that demands a lot of attention and disrupts. You're exactly what you said. Like it, it is, it, it just makes the unit better. Um, and this is, and it's already a damn good unit without him, but with him, Oh, good night. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully he can get right. Uh, sleep in like a, a cryo chamber, go to relax the back during the bye week Okay. <laughs> Bud, how many? That's that's now two different sponsors. Those are our two sponsors that we've worked into this single segment. Uh, but yeah, check out check out our friends at Relax the Back. Hey, that, that was a good segue though because you brought up Jadavian Clowney, which brings us to Remember the Titan. Remember the my, Titan. My pop tart, uh, or excuse me, the toaster segue. Yes, no, I, I yeah. I made up for it on the back end there. But no, that was a that was a great that was a great transition. And Jack, Jack. Um, last week you and I pulled off a tighten up podcast first in 135 episodes. You and I had never had the same. Remember the Titan last week, somehow, I don't know how, but we, we somehow stumbled upon the same guy. Do you want to go first this week? Or would you like me to go first? Well, see, I, I, I know what you're going to do. If I go first, right after I say my guy's name, you're going to say, no way we did it again. And I don't know. I, no, I don't want to be tricked like that. I wouldn't do something like that. You promise? Yeah, no, definitely. Hey, if I have yeah. your word, I'll go first. Okay. This week's Remember the Titan is Zachary Lee Dials. No way. Oh, That's... no, don't do it to me. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> if you had Zach Dials, I would have just lost my shit. Zach Dials. Zach Dials, middle linebacker. Uh, 
I actually, I, I'm actually went with Zach Irish Spring. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> is that a bad, is that a bad soap joke? It's, it's not your worst joke, but it's not a. Good <laughs> <laughs> Zach- you've had much, you've had much worse jokes than that, Austin. <laughs> Zach Niles played eight games for the Titans. In 2012 and 2013, he started one of those games. In his eight games with the Titans, he had 13 tackles, no tackles for loss. Wasn't a huge contributor for the team, but he did play for the Titans. And with how low we're running on guys we haven't done from Remember the Titan, had to get Zach Dials some love. He was a seventh-round pick by the Houston Texans in the 2007 draft out of Kansas State. little Big 12 school for you, Austin. I know you like those guys as – Missouri was formerly uh, and may soon be again a member of the Big 12 if they don't improve in the SEC. K-State beat Mizzou earlier this year, so I'm not too fond of them, but go ahead. He spent five but, years. But, but their, biggest, their biggest rival is also our biggest rival. So an enemy of your enemy is your friend. Yes, you're exactly right about that. Uh, five years with the Texans, two years with the Titans. He spent a year with Cleveland, a year with Indy, and then had two stints with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, didn't, didn't do a ton. In his career, he's kind of a rotational linebacker. He did finish with one sack, though. One sack in, um, let's see, about nine years of action. So uh, did get to the quarterback one time, was a tackle machine, racked up 244 tackles, most of which were with the Texans. 225 of his 244 came with the Houston Texans. Um, Doesn't really have a lot else going for him. Uh, You know, he, he, like I said, played at Kansas State. Before that, he was a two-year starter at Fresno City College. Um, Zach Diles, he hails from Tulare, California, born in Abilene, Texas. There's a lot of people that come from Abilene, Texas, I feel like, and I couldn't tell you where it, exactly it was. Right. The, Abilene, there's too many people coming from Abilene. I'm with you on that one. I almost, I, I think it's... Abilene and there's Katy, Texas. I hear Katy, Texas in yeah. college football all the time. A lot of Katy's. A lot of Katy's. There's probably more people from Katy than named Katy in America. And that's, so we need to investigate that. Someone needs to drive down there and see like what the hell's going on down there. But they added, the Titans added Zach Dials to the roster when they placed fullback, fullbacks need love to Colin Mooney on injured reserve. So that was how Dials came came into the Tennessee Titans, but he retired in 2014 after uh, finishing up with the Houston Texans. So Zach Dials, eight games for the Titans, but I'll always remember. And so will multiple people now in case they ever forgot about you. Uh, so my remember the Titan this week, I am going with a Titan that I don't know if many people remember, uh, but the guy by the name of Zach Dove. Why do you do this? That's, that sorry. was so close to Zach Dials. That, okay, no, 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 I'm joking. There's no Zach Dove. Uh, well, that no, was I'm another no, soap joke that flew over my head. That was Not a soap that. joke. That was a soap joke that went right over your head or right under your head, I guess I should say, if you dropped it. Um you ever drop the soap in prison, Jack, or in the high school showers? I would hope not. The no, my my remember the Titan is Zach Cetaphil. <laughs> you get off my back. That's a that's we that's the, a we facial the foam soap. The foam soap. So there's no dropping of the foam soap. You know, you just you just push it. It's like hand soap almost. But yeah. No, I got you. It's, a, it's no. a cheap full body kind of. <laughs> right. No, my my actual remember the Titan this week is a guy by the name of Zach Oil of Olay. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this 
podcast right now. <laughs> leave, leave it to you to close it. I think I found uh, Jack's breaking point, and that is just <laughs> naming fake Titans with soap names. Yeah, Ron Rivera's breaking point was Carson Wentz throwing a pick to the Titans, which I'm surprised it took him that long to get there. But yeah, mine is Zach, then a soap suffix. Yeah. Uh, no, mine is actually, mine is actually, my remember the Titan this week is a guy, uh, who has a, uh, who actually has a doctorate might be one of the only Tennessee, former Tennessee Titans with a doctorate, but it is. And I want to, I want to get his title. Correct. Dr. Zach Squatch bar. Uh, get it over with. Will you Dr. Squatch? (laughs) That's a newer soap brand for you. Uh, okay. No, I'm joking. Jack, who's the most famous NFL player you could name from Wyoming? Josh Allen. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe if you're, uh, if you know nothing about Wyoming and the NFL, Josh Allen, I guess is okay. But I tend to go with the guy by the name of Aaron John Elling. Oh, remember ten, former Tennessee Titan Aaron Elling? You do if you if you watch the Tennessee Titans in 2004. Aaron Elling, Elling, something that the Titans haven't done in three weeks. Am I right, folks? Elling uh, was a kicker out of the University of Wyoming. He w- was signed by the Minnesota Vikings as an undrafted free agent in 2002. He's also been a member of the Ravens, Falcons, Jaguars, Bengals, and Raiders. He was honorable mention All-Mountain West in 1999 and second team All-Mountain West in 2001. But in 2004, Elling signed with the Tennessee Titans on September 10th and in the season opener scored five points and played as both kicker and punter. And then he was waived by the Tennessee Titans. But you're probably like, wait a minute, Elling, Zach, like there was a game in 2004 where neither like Al Del Greco or Joe Nedney or Craig Hendrick kicked kicked the ball. Yeah, well, I'm here to tell you, Aaron Elling did, and I think we all remember where we were for the Elling game. That's a that's a great remember the Titan because I swear to God, Craig Hendrick missed like zero games. Right. That I've, I still, I'm honestly, I know that the Titans like Brett Kern and, and Ryan Stonehouse. I'm actually surprised that Craig Hendrick isn't still the Titans punter. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I knew Reggie Hodges slipped in there at some point for a game right. or two, but this is, this is, this is something that I don't remember. I'm pretty sure when Cal Ripken broke, uh, Cal Ripken didn't break Lou Gehrig's record, he broke Craig Hendrick's record of most consecutive <laughs> games played. <laughs> That is, and and somehow Aaron Elling squeezed in there, slipped right in there without, and like, I don't even know, did Aaron Elling, did he go in disguise? Like, did he wear Craig Hendricks jersey and just none of us knew? This is, this is mind blowing to me. In 2004, it says that Craig Hendrick played in all 16 games, but he did attempt three field goals. Craig Hendrick attempted three field goals in 2004. He went one for three. So, <laughs> oh yeah, well he he kicked long field goals. I do remember that. He whenever there was like a, a field goal of like 55 plus, uh, or or 50 plus even, um, Craig Hendrick would would yeah, would go out and be was, the kicker for that. That was the only one he made. He hit a 50 yarder. Yeah. But, 
how how and when when and where Aaron Linick. Yeah, Aaron Elling. Aaron Elling. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Elling. Uh, again, it's the he he uh, he attempted two extra points in in 2004. Two extra points for the Titans. He punted six balls for 58 yards, an average of 45 yards per punt. And no Ryan Stonehouse. He went one for two in field goals. Uh, with a long of 22, <laughs> a long of 22. Imagine kicking a 22 yard field goal. Just go for it. Like what? What? You, just if you're that close to the goal line, damn it, just just run it in with Eddie George. Do you know how old Ryan Stonehouse was in 2004? He was negative something, wasn't he? I feel like he was. No, 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 no. He's definitely at least 18 years old. I'll say he was. I'll say he was. I'll say he was four. He was five years old in 2004. Oh gosh. So he was he was uh, older than you. No. He wasn't. How old were you? How old were you in 2004? I don't I know. Don't old. say it. Don't say it. Damn it. Eight years Damn old. I just had grown my first hair on my chest. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. Yeah, I'm still just waiting for I the balls. Just because I kept using the, the Dr. Squatch. Right. Like a stimulate chest hair growth. Like a punter still waiting for your balls to drop. Uh okay. Jack, let's get out of here. Uh follow A to Z Sports and all the socials. Uh follow Austin Stanley, obviously. Follow me. Follow Jack. Follow at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Send us your so titles. If you got some great so titles, I you give it, you had some weeks to think about them. If you got some great ones, send them to at Tighten Up Pod. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. We've been uh, posting some reels and stuff on there, uh, some fun content there as well. Uh, Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. I'm at Austin Huff on Twitter. Jack, you got anything for the road? Yes, we need to get back to our old selves. It's time to start flooding Jared Stillman's mentions. We haven't asked about his dad all season. It's time we to really have it. We really have, especially with the Colts game coming up. We got two weeks to figure it out. Let's get an answer from Mr. Stillman's father. If you can hear my voice right now, I want you to go to twitter.com. I want you to type in at Jared Stillman. uh, uh, When you're drafting a tweet at Jared Stillman and say, what does your dad think about this bye week? Screenshots only. I want a screenshot of the text message. Or the or the upcoming or the upcoming Colts game. We just need Jared Stillman's dad's opinion on anything. Okay, so tweet at him. You don't have to. Yeah, again, you don't have to tag at Tighten Up Pod if you don't want to give it up. If you don't want to, you know, give up uh, the the whereabouts of your question. I I think we'd probably have a better chance of getting an answer out of Jared if we didn't. But if you want to, that's fine too. At Tighten Up Pod. But take a screenshot and you send it to at tighten up pod and send it at tighten up pod. We need some more Jared Stillman's dad's takes uh, on this podcast. So help us out with that. Tuppers, you always come through. We appreciate it. Four and a half stars to the tighten up podcast, 0.5 stars to buck. And um, yeah, help us out. We appreciate you guys so much. I guess that's, I guess that's it. (laughs) That was weird. That was a weird moment of awkward silence uh, neither of us wanted to take the reins on that so all right so i'll go ahead and end it uh, on that note 
What a way to end uh, going right into the bye week. We took our bye week like five seconds too early on that one. I, <laughs> we were I, both... I didn't have anything to say. I, I thought you were going to take us home. No, Jack and I will be back next week with, with bye week content because unlike a lot of podcasts out there in the Titans world, we do not take weeks off. We will be back with more content next week and it will be a fun, fun. So we will have planned and prepared for you, but we, we appreciate you guys so much. We love you with all our hearts. And with all of that said until next week, tighten up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to start at six and oh. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 